Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live. Joining us here for episode 84, and it's WrestleMania weekend, uh, which is exciting. And uh, more than just WrestleMania, we're going to be having a couple of back-to-back shows, uh, this one and the one that will follow in your feed um, today. Uh, and all of these shows will be focused on some big events and other things around WrestleMania weekend in Dallas. Uh, I'm Tom, and I'm joined as always by Jim. Jim, how are you? I am good, and welcome back to you as well, Tom. Uh, we lost you there at the end of last episode. That's uh, right. That's right. Know, a little bit of uh, technical difficulty, and uh, so it's good to have you back. We'll hope the internet holds out for us today, because, uh, and we got a couple of marathons, it feels like. Um, Lots to cover, yes. There is, there is. So just housekeeping note, or so everybody knows, so this episode, episode number 84, we are going to cover Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, and NXT Stand and Deliver. And then, so that will release, the, we're recording this on Thursday morning. Uh, that'll release a little bit later this morning on the podcast feed. On the YouTube feed, it's already live, and we've got somebody watching. Good morning, Annette. I'm assuming it's you. Um, and uh, But uh, on the podcast feed, that'll release a little bit later this morning. And then we're going to, once we end this episode, we'll come right back live on YouTube for those who watch on YouTube, uh, or pretty quickly. We might need a bio break or something in between. But um we will then cover WrestleMania, and that'll hit podcast feeds. Uh, most likely, I'll set it up to, to go out Friday morning, just so that it's it's got a chance for people who want to listen to it before all the shenanigans start on Saturday with uh, NXT at noon Central Time. And that says, yep, it's her. So good morning, and get ready. It's going to be, if you got to work a long time today, Annette, we might be with you for a while. So All of the shenanigans. All of the shenanigans, Yes. Which which start even today for for me Bloodsport is at three. I do have a trivia night. I got to leave for, so I probably won't since they have eleven matches on Bloodsport. Probably won't get that whole show watched before I have to leave. But anyways, I would love to talk about all the GCW and WrestleCon stuff too. But again, we've already got two long shows, so we can't. It's <laughs> That's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. If we covered everything, we would have a show every day this week and. Uh, probably not have real jobs, which is a problem for our mortgages. So uh, <laughs> real, real true story. So let's talk head-to-head update. Uh, we have had, I closed the document. That was really stupid of me. Um, like four shows, I think, this year, Tom. Does that sound right? Oh, and of course, I, uh, let's see here. We have had, this. yeah, we've had four shows entering today. So we're going to, in the next two episodes, we're going to equal the number of shows we've picked in one weekend that we've had year to date. Right. That's crazy. And uh, we, we've tied the last two shows, um, Elimination Chamber and Revolution, in our picks. So that leaves us uh, with me having a one-match lead at 22-7 and seven, and Tom having a 21-8 and eight record. So not shabby either way on that. Uh, but uh, because Tom has the one-match uh, deficit, I guess, for lack of a better word, uh, Tom will get a chance to pick first. And we're going to first talk about Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, uh, which is the first Ring of Honor show under the new ownership of Tony Khan, uh, which makes these picks obviously very interesting. He has said that there is a week he wants to get back to Ring of Honor Weekly TV. I don't know what's planned for this weekend. The last two weekends they've had the Jonathan Gresham specials. I haven't seen anything that of what's planned. I haven't even looked at my TV. Maybe there's nothing. Maybe it's not airing this weekend. I don't know. Um, you would think it'd have to be like a super card of honor, like... But they did that a couple of weeks ago. Not that they couldn't pull more matches. I mean, there's yeah. been 15 or 16 of them now. Uh, so, Tom, I'm going to steal something from Jason Powell uh, from ProWrestling.net. 
at the beginning of each of these four shows that we're going to pick and just ask you really quick, on a scale of one to 10, what is your excitement level for Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor? Um, I would love, well, so if, if, before I answer that with a number, I'll <laughs> say I'm bummed that tomorrow is a day of travel for our family as we get our vacation going, because I would love to watch Ring of Honor. I really, really would like to see this show. And, and besides the six matches we'll pick today, I know there's going to be more fun in store. Uh, so I'm going to give it a 10. Yeah, I'm, I'm about there too, a 9, 10. Um, I, this is the show I'm most excited for all weekend. Again, uh, I've talked about it before. I think I have nine shows ordered right now or or planned to watch with Peacock, uh, with NXT and, and WrestleMania uh, between today and next Monday, which I'm off until I don't go back to work until Tuesday. Um, at my real job, do have a couple of trivias, but um, there's something on every one of the shows that I'm I'm I purchased that I'm excited to see because otherwise I wouldn't have laid out the money to see it. But this is the one you know where where we've talked about. I spent twenty bucks more than I had to uh, because I was a little impatient and, and got it ordered, um, and I don't even care because I'm I'm that excited for the show. So I think that that speaks to that. Um, so yeah, there's six matches announced. I fully expect there will be, you know, maybe at least eight probably on the show would be kind of my guess. Although I don't know if Tony Khan can help himself and not have a 10 card, 10 match, uh, pay-per-view. So it might be even more. Um, and he is, he continues to call this a pay-per-view, which it is. Um, but I think that's important, uh, words coming from Tony Khan. That doesn't, I said that wrong, but you know what I'm trying to say? he very much values pay-per-views. He sees them as very important. And so he seems to be wanting to make this a really important show. And I think from the way he's booked uh, the, the uh, three matches, four matches, I guess that he's really booked on this uh, card, you know, I think he's shown that. So anyways, enough of all of that. Um, I, I'm guessing, I'm pretty much guessing this will be the only nine or 10 we give on the four shows we picked out of here. Um, as far as how excited we are. So we're starting with the show we're most excited for. And Tom, we're going to start with a match that um, I, it doesn't give me a 9 or a 10, but Jay Lethal and Lee Moriarty, one-on-one, -on -one, and Matt Seidel in Lee Moriarty's corner, whatever that is worth. Um, what You get the first pick. So Yeah, so before we even get into the picks, you know, and again, my excitement level is a 10 for this show without a doubt. Uh, and as we unfold our picks and unfold the conversation, I think that's going to become more and more clear. I want to preface all of the conversation around Ring of Honor first by just saying we thought picking Final Battle might be tough because we didn't know what was coming next for Ring of Honor. I feel, and maybe you don't, maybe you do, uh, I look forward to hearing from you on the topic, that this is challenging to pick in a way because we don't know what Tony Khan wants or hopes for Ring of Honor beyond this weekend. We might have hopes and dreams and wishes. Um, and not only that, the guys that are involved, it appears to be, if, if you were to call it nothing else, it appears to be like a, an AEW invasion of sorts. But it's not. But it's not. That'd be like a stretch of a term. So um, Yeah, there's almost an AEW versus ROH feel. Yes. Um, to these matches. And... And I think also the storylines in AEW and how might those bleed over or not bleed over into Ring of Honor moving forward are really important too. I, it, to me, honestly, I, I'll tell you, out of six matches, 
there's two right now that I feel pretty confident in who I'll pick to win. And there's four that, you know, have varying levels of confidence, but, but that I don't, I could change my mind by the time I make the pick. Yeah. And I feel like there's two matches I'm really confident on and the remaining four are, yep. you and know, I'll bet they're the same two. Flip, flip, flip a coin perhaps. All right. So anyway, um, this may become a theme with how I pick this match. You know, I see this as an opportunity for Tony Khan and Ring of Honor, uh, the new Ring of Honor, the renewed Ring of Honor to, to reset and to use people um, in a way that elevates and promotes the platform for talent to grow and to shine. So with that in mind, this match, uh, I pick Moriarty to win. Lee Moriarty is my pick over Jay Lethal. I think you use Jay Lethal as a Ring of Honor um, legend. Uh, and I don't think that's an over uh, uh, overuse of that term to 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 elevate Lee Moriarty here. This was supposed to happen at Terminus, and then it didn't happen because of travel. So this, I think, should be an amazing match, uh, much like I thought it would be when Terminus took place. Terminus won, um, and I and I do think that Lee Moriarty could be a fixture in the new Ring of Honor if that's the direction that they go. So that thought process is what leads me to making him my pick. Yeah, and and. This is the the tale of two guys. Like, I agree with you. Moriarty hasn't gotten much in AEW. I think Ring of Honor would be a really good place for him to get more reps and to, to be a little more featured and build to maybe coming up to AEW, uh, for lack of a... I did air quotes for those who aren't uh, watching on, on YouTube. Uh, you know, if, if we look at this as Ring of Honor being the NXT to... AEW, you know, being WWE in that analogy, um, I think establishing some of those guys now would be smart um, on a show that you have to think they believe they're going to get a number of eyeballs on because if nothing else of one match. Um, so, and the curiosity factor and, and all of that, uh, you know, interesting Friday night is stupid busy. Uh, with wrestling because you've got this show SmackDown's happening obviously live uh, with two matches that couldn't even get on WrestleMania. Okay. Um, we'll talk about that a little later in episode two, perhaps. Um, you've got Rampage, you've got the Hall of Fame, you know, I mean, like, and then you got this going on. WrestleCon has something happening at that point. I can't remember what their Friday night show is. Uh, Oh, impact happens after this. I know. Anyways, um, it just a million different things going on. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I don't know where I was going with all of that other than to say, I think I'm going Mori Moriarty as well. Wouldn't be stunned if Lethal wins it, but it makes more sense if you're going to try to establish Ring of Honor as a brand to start establishing some of the people who will be there. I think it's more likely that Moriarty is there than Jay Lethal. I actually kind of hope Jay Lethal doesn't go to Ring of Honor, but it's just because I've kind of seen enough of that. Uh, so the next uh, match is the ROH interim women's title match. Willow uh, versus Mercedes Martinez. The winner will eventually face Deanna Perrazzo, they say, and unify the title. I've seen a lot of things that they did this so that Deanna didn't have to work twice in the same day because she's also working the Impact show a little later. Um, I mean, the Briscoes are working both. Um they are tag. They are a tag match, though, and not a singles match. So that's I understand that. Um, I don't know. It's a little weird that they couldn't get it worked out for Deanna to be here. 
but I don't know all of the backstage uh, happenings that, that lead to that. So it was a little bit weird. I, I'll be honest, Tony did this with the TNT title. I hate when there's an interim title when the champion is healthy and competing. It's a little different if they're injured, although I guess um, Cody was injured for like two weeks when they did it for the TNT title. Um, this one's a, a toss-up to me because Willow seems like somebody who, if they sign her, um, would make a lot of sense in Ring of Honor. Uh, Mercedes Martinez has had a nice little run on AEW, nothing, you know, top of the card, but but I think she's done really well and certainly better than uh, than WWE presented her for the most part. Uh, super talented. I'm, I'm trying to think of that match that will come with Deanna Prazo. And while Deanna's a heel, and so Willow makes some sense because you'd have heel babyface, I just think Deanna Prazo versus Mercedes Martinez kind of has a little better ring to it. Um, so I'm going to go Mercedes. Again, this is another one where I'm just a toss-up, but I'm going to go Mercedes to win the, the interim title um, and see where it goes. Although yeah. Mercedes, she's a baby face now too, isn't she? She is. In yeah. AEW. So that, that works too. Yeah. And, and again, I don't know that she has to play that role here. Um, right. And she, she could easily go either direction. Yeah. I, I, I agree with a lot of what you said there. I think, I think if, if you think, okay, we have to have the winner here, give us a quote unquote, like more attractive match. I was going to use a different word, but these are females and I didn't want to like, you know, be misogynistic uh, perhaps, or, or perceived to be as such. Um, it is Mercedes versus Deanna. And and I even wonder, you know, knowing that this event is happening perhaps before the impact or, or, or as the impact is going, depending on how the, the slots of the matches happen, you know, it, is it unfathomable? to have the idea that this match happens and that, and the champion goes and faces Perazzo at that impact show. Probably not. I mean, it's, uh, there's a lot of logistics to make that a reality uh, that I think maybe are too much uh, to consider. But again, in this day and age in pro wrestling, again, if we talk about the forbidden door, there's, there doesn't you, appear to be such a thing. If you put this on early and, and the champ champ challenge at the impact on a little bit later, you know, I don't know how far the venues are from one another. Um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting thought I hadn't thought about, Tom. And I would love to see Willow get the shot because I did like what they did with her towards the end of 21 and have her, again, when we talk about establishing and creating a new a new identity for Ring of Honor, that they could do that here with Willow. On the flip side, getting Mercedes in the spot, if for nothing else, and maybe she does end up becoming the one that unseats Perazzo and then gets a longer run in Ring of Honor as the champion. Um, there is some validity because of her 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 name. So so again, like do do I do I do I marry myself to an idea of we need to create new stars? If so, I go with Willow. Or, or could could that still be accomplished with Mercedes, despite that she's got a longer track record and probably more established name? Without laboring and going, okay, I could sit here all day and hem and haw. I'll pick Mercedes as well because I do think that's the better pick, and I do like what you said, and I agree with you. I think the the more attractive matchup, if it ends up being the matchup we even get, because it may not be, would be Mercedes Diana for the for the unification or the. Yeah, unification. 
and and if Impact has anything to say with who Deanna drops the title to, since she's contracted to them, and and they might have a little bit of a, you know, they want her to lose to a, a higher profile person rather than a, a lower profile, and I don't mean that not derogatorily towards Willow, but nationally, Mercedes Martinez has um, a higher profile, so I wonder if that plays in <clears throat> as well. Uh, Tom, you get the first pick on the match that I'm, I would put number, probably number two on my most excitement list for this show. Um, although if it landed three, I would understand myself too. Uh, Alex Zane, hopefully it sounds like he's going to be back. Everything, you know, at this point, they haven't said he's out. Um, he had broken his orbital bone a while back. Uh, and this will be a return this weekend for him versus Swerve Strickland from AEW. Yeah, so, you know, Swerve has signed with AEW, so you'd think that, you know, that's where he kind of goes to live. And, and, there, and there's stuff brewing with Team Taz and Ricky Starks and Paul Keith Lee. All that being said, I, I think that, you know, a, even a better spot, a better landscape for him would be Ring of Honor. And, and again, who knows how Tony Khan's going to say, hey, you know, I have signed you for an AEW deal, but I want you to have a two-way contract elsewhere or whatever they end up calling that. So under that mindset, um, I'm picking Swerve to win this. Um, if they were to sign Zayn, this is a great shot for Zayn to, to win and be part of the new Ring of Honor. He had some some history in Ring of Honor that preceded this and, and whatever it was in its previous state. So him winning here wouldn't surprise me. I think Swerve gets the win, however. Um, and I think big, big, big things are in store for him. Yeah, I, uh, I'm with you. I think Swerve wins this match. I, I like Alex Zane a lot. Um, Zane hasn't seemed very interested in landing anywhere, signing anywhere. He's happy to kind of freelance right now and, and good for him. Um, that seems to be, you know, what he is enjoying doing. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think Swerve, they're building him. I think it's a little too early in his AEW run for him to take a loss, even in Ring of Honor, since this is booked by the same guy. Um even if Zane, let's say they do sign Zane and he goes to Ring of Honor, which I think would be a natural landing spot if they do sign him. Um, I don't think a loss here hurts him. I think you can start building him. You know, he can still be built from a loss. Honestly, a, a loss doesn't have to hurt somebody, and he can uh, he can then start winning some matches as soon as you start running more shows or um, you know TV, whatever, whatever you end up doing moving forward with Ring of Honor. So. Um, I think Swerve, I think it's going to be really good. I think it's going to be an exciting match. They're both really, really um, exciting talents. Uh, I like both of them a lot, so I'm excited for this one. Uh, Tom, I did just see on Twitter, um, I guess it was actually posted 13 hours ago, but it is official. Ian Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman are the commentary team uh, for this show, so I just saw it. Like I said, I see now it was posted 13 hours ago, but I was off social media last night attempting to avoid AEW spoilers that I then ruined for myself this morning uh so good job jim and i know tom you did the same thing so good job both of us on that one um but uh, so i just did see that i know denise alcedo is also booked uh for supercard and there was some talk that she had done was going to do commentary at one point in the old version of this show i guess before the sale um and she has said she's still working the show so i don't know if she'll work commentary or do backstage or what she'll do but Anyways, Caprice and Ian, be good to have them on the call. That'll that'll help give it an uh, ROH feel, I think. Um, I'm very interested, too, and, and I know this has nothing to do with this match that we just picked, but I'm very interested in seeing the set. What is is it? Does it look Ring of Honor? 
um, like the Ring of Honor we've been seeing, or is there more AEW theme things? Is there a hybrid? I'm just I'm interested to see how the show looks. Well, and not only that, I thought I read or saw, and if I saw it, I probably read it. <laughs> um, that that Ring of Honor before the sale was planning on kind of like a, a new visual brand launch. They were they were going to release um, debut a new logo. I know. Okay, um, right. and, and I assume a new um, visual. I'm curious to see if that logo does debut now. Uh, yes, since designed by AEW. That was that's what I was getting after. So. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. Um, I, yeah, I'm very interested in how the show looks. Um, present it'll it'll look good. I'm sure of that because Tony Khan's not going to let it look crappy and ring of honors production had come a long way and, and looked um pretty strong i think recently anyway so uh let's see i made the last pick there after the and then went down a squirrel rabbit hole um is it a squirrel rabbit hole i don't think it can be both but you know those squirrel rabbits that are out here populating the world you know. really gotta watch them <laughs> they hop and run and jump anyways josh woods defends the roh pure title let's just move on from that against wheeler utah uh interesting in that, in the, I keep saying original, but in the new Ring of Honor that would have been run by Sinclair, there was a lot of talk that they were only going to focus on the world title, women's title, and tag titles, and that the pure title, uh, six man, and well, the pure title and six man, I got oh, and TV uh, title. I was like, there was a third title. I was just thinking of there it was. Uh, we're all going to kind of be just not really talked about um, kind of let go um, so interesting to see that under the tony khan regime the pure title at least is showing up on this show um and and could be there moving forward uh the pure title i think is interesting in that you don't have tv right now so a tv title maybe doesn't make a ton of sense um so the pure title gives you that secondary title and it's of course got different rules and and so it's got all of that it's got a lot of history in ring of honor Tony Khan has been a fan of Ring of Honor for a long time, so I'm not shocked to see him keep the pure title. What does he do with it is the question, because Josh Woods has had a cup of coffee in AEW. He's worked a couple of dark tapings. And, of course, Wheeler Yuta um, has been featured lately, uh, seemingly being, I don't know if recruited or, or trying to make himself, recruiting himself uh, for the Blackpool Combat Club. And I know... I believe Danielson and Yuta had a match last night um, on Dynamite, which Tom and I have not seen. And and that hasn't been spoiled for me, at least, whatever might happen there. Um, so I, I don't know how that might play into this. It is my pick, right? Yes, it is my pick. Good. Um, <laughs> I've had a cold all week, folks. We're going to go with that for my, uh, my brain cramps that I'm going to have throughout these shows. Um, I, I think I know who you might pick only because of our FW our fantasy wrestling league and a move you made earlier this week. I I don't think they're gonna go Wheeler Yuta here. Um only because I think and I could be totally wrong on this, but I think if they're gonna put him into Blackpool Combat Club, which I kind of feel like is where they're headed eventually with that. I don't know that you're going to see a ton of crossover ring of honor aew maybe we will that the the unknown of this is very uh makes it hard to pick um and yet i wouldn't be shocked if and i apologize if i'm going to steal any thunder from you tom um uh, i wouldn't be shocked if winning the ring of honor pure title is something that then catapults danielson and moxley to say okay you proved yourself because daniel can say danielson can say i've won that title i know how hard it is to win that title you know and that impresses him or something 
So that wouldn't shock me either. But I'm going to go Josh Woods for now and and think that they're going to sign him and keep him in Ring of Honor um, because they've already seemingly wanted to have him in and brought him back for Dark too a second time. So it seems like they were impressed enough. I think they like him. I think they keep him in Ring of Honor. I'm going to go Woods, but boy, I wouldn't be shocked to be wrong. Yeah, I'm gonna go Yuta um, to have to add flavor to, to this, but also, yeah, I did think that what a great opportunity to kind of hit the reset button. The stuff that Yuta's doing in AEW with the Blackpool Combat Club does kind of go, ooh, maybe not. Um, again, the unknown of it all, like you said, those are the not the famous last words because I think we'll say them more than just now. Uh, but I, I I love the idea of Wheeler Yuta getting more shine in Ring of Honor and in this division. I think he's really made uh, well for it. Nothing against Josh Woods. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like Yuta has elevated his stock more. He's had the chance to in the last three months than Woods has. But AEW could have done that with Woods if they chose to or wanted to. And I don't want to say they didn't, but they, it, did, it didn't happen. No, and I hear you on that. I This was probably the the toughest match to pick that I felt like I could make a valid argument either way. Um, Willow and Mercedes was tough as well, but that's just because I don't know what they're going to do. So there's that. Um, Tom, you get the first pick on the ring of honor world tag team title match. Let's be honest. This is the match we're all here for. Um, Even though there's a world title match to come, the tag title match feels like the main event. I don't think it will be the main event. Um, but boy, it feels like it could be the Briscoes defend those Ring of Honor World Tag Titles against FDR. This was set up at Final Battle. We're finally getting it. What say you? Yeah, if I could, if I could protect an hour of my time for 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 something in the next week, um, on a selfish level, it would be for this match and the World Title match. And I imagine they may not follow because it, it, that would be that would be tough for each act even though I think they're going to be distinctly different matches. Um, this match and then the match we'll talk about next are just on paper what I'm most looking forward to this entire weekend. There's a lot of good, and, and you'll be probably surprised when we do our WrestleMania preview how optimistic or how um, pro-WWE I, I'm going to probably skew in that conversation um, because of how not positive I've been in the past. Um and maybe it's maybe it's rose-colored glasses around the season. Who knows? Uh, I believe that FTR winning the titles here is the best move that could happen because they are, as they say they are, top guys. Winning these titles with the legacy that comes with them and being jerk bad guys, which in their own minds they're not, but they are, is the way to book them and book this division. It can be a tag division booked unlike any other. You could have teams chasing and chasing and chasing. And while the money is in this match, I think there's more money in a potential rematch, which may or may not even ever happen. I want to be really clear because we don't know what the Ring of Honor relationship with the Briscoes or the Tony Khan relationship with the Briscoes is going to be after Friday night. And I think I love that part about this. That doesn't influence my pick because if the Briscoes retain here, I will I will also not be surprised because from like a legacy career standpoint, solidifying and keeping the Briscoes as champions does give some of that brand validity for 
you know, Ring of Honor fans to draw them back in. It, I, could, I could see if FTR wins here, people who, who want the Ring of Honor of the next few months, years, whatever, to be the Ring of Honor they loved and knew are going to be pissed if the Briscoes lose the titles. I kind of love that because I think they take wrestling too seriously, says a guy talking to a guy doing a wrestling podcast. Um, anyway, like all of those factors in play, this match I think is going to deliver in the ring. It's going to, I think it's going to exceed expectations, even though they're really high. I think they're really high. They're really high for me. Uh, but I think FTR winning the belts is the right move, the best move. And like from a money-making standpoint, which we know Tony Khan is a, a, an astute businessman. That's the best the move here. That's the play. Yeah. I, I, I can't, challenge anything you said there <laughs> um i i think that you're you're dead on 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 all of that i think the briscoes obviously you know there's there's reports that warner media didn't want them on AEW at least at one point obviously things can change over time um whether the warner media relationship has anything to do with how tony khan books ring of honor going forward will depend on where ring of honor lands uh i don't if Ring of Honor doesn't land on a Warner Media property, then I don't think Warner Media should. This is, you know, in a Pollyanna world, maybe. But um, I don't think they should have influence on Ring of Honor booking again, unless it's on airs on their property. However, Warner Media pays AEW a fair amount of money for their TV shows, and ticking off your TV partner when your when TV rights are important to your business line. Um, is is probably also not a great idea. So I realized that even though it shouldn't influence Ring of Honor unless it airs on a Warner Media property, it could. It still could. It just could. Uh, like I said, also things change over time. Tony meets the Briscoes. He gets to know them a little bit. Maybe he goes to bat for them with Warner Media. Who knows? We've also seen some people saying it's really not about that. It's about some other things. Who knows? We're not there. You know, far hard for us to really say, oh, this is why. Um, because it feels like this should have happened in AEW a long time ago. Um, January, February. But it didn't. We're getting it on uh, April 1st. And that's cool because we're getting it, period. <laughs> um, I'm just glad it's finally happening. Uh, this is, as I've said before, the match I am most looking forward to this entire weekend. Uh, I'm very happy that even with my trivia bookings, Friday night is not booked. Um, so I will be watching this show live as it happens. Um, if I see anything tomorrow that says possible spoiler for Ring of Honor, I will not be clicking on that. Um, I want to watch this show only with the knowledge that they release publicly ahead of time. Uh, trying to be, you know, as not in the know as I can be, even though I do read a lot of, you know, wrestling news and that sort of thing. Uh, <clears throat> FTR is my pick here. Uh, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, won't be shocked again, you know, this show, I won't be shocked if I'm wrong on anything because we just don't know. We don't have a lot of, um, we don't have a lot of backstory. We have backstory, but how much does that matter? We don't know how much it matters because Tony Khan didn't write that backstory. Um, and we don't know where he's going. So yeah, this is absolutely the most, uh, flip a coin show ever. I won't be, won't be shocked if I go over on the show and I won't be shocked if I'm perfect on the show. Did, did you ever have the exercise in like grade school, maybe even middle school where like you and a classmate had to write a story, but like they wrote one part and then you picked it up and wrote the second part. 
Yeah, I think I have done something similar to that. Okay, I, that, that that's what comes to mind as I'm as I'm listening to you and processing. Like it's like, yeah, there's been you know, a, there's a, many chapters that came before this that were all written by various authors, but there was some continuity. Now we're we're the question is we're handing those chapters off. The rest of the pages in the book are blank. How do how do they get filled in? You know, and, and we're handing it off like. At least you had the same ownership before. For the I mean, you had you did switch to Sinclair, but you had some continuity even there because of certain people that were still in the company. Like now, we've handed this book off to somebody who lives on another planet, almost, um, or at least another country. Um, and I don't mean that like I'm not saying like Tony Khan's out there or anything crazy like that. Just whole new ownership, whole new booking. Almost nobody in the in the management of Ring of Honor. Delirious is still working for Grimmauer through this show, but then is going to be done after the show. So how much is Delirious's influence going to be felt on the show? I'm assuming not much. Um, he's probably there more so that they can say, well, what did you do with this? Um, you know, um, is my guess. Um, I think FTR wins the tag belts here. And then we see what happens with the Briscoes. You know, I, I, Again, I think I said last week, if they don't go to AEW or Ring of Honor, then I think Impact would fall over themselves to sign them. Um, if WWE wanted to sign them, they've been available. So I, I just don't, you know, they, they were going to sign them at one point, it, it sounded like. And then obviously the Jay Briscoe thing happened. Jay has apologized for that. Um, and, and from all things I've heard on news stories and sites, it sounds like, you know, there have been no more incidences like that from jay as far as things he said or tweeted or you know whatever um he kind of realizes he put his foot in his mouth real bad um I, i'm one who likes to try to believe that people can grow and change and i hope that jay has um obviously the comments that he made back then were abhorrent um and terrible um but i, I hope he's grown and changed i enjoy them as a wrestling tag team um, if we just want to talk about what happens on the screen and not the people behind the, the characters, I enjoy them big time as a wrestling tag team. And I'm looking forward to this match. So FTR wins. A lot of things I just babbled about there. Uh, but FTR wins. And then I think we see where the Briscoes go. FTR being the Ring of Honor and Triple A champions, or however they say it, uh, the Triple A champions, which interesting that they're not working the Triple A show um, at WrestleCon. But I don't think any AEW talent are working that show. So that, that might be part of the reason. Um, Briscoe's FTR going to be awesome. Can't wait to see it. Well, that means I get the pick then, um, first for the ring of honor title, world title unification match, Jonathan Gresham, the original ring of honor champion, uh, title holder and bandito who never lost the ring of honor world title, but unfortunately due to COVID was unable to, uh, defend that title at final battle. We get the match that we were supposed to have at final battle. Now they both have a claim to the world title. Uh, this is going to be really good. I mean, I was excited for it for Final Battle. We didn't get a chance to see it. I thought they would do it at Terminus. They didn't do it at Terminus. Now they're finally doing it. Maybe there's a reason you and I aren't booking a wrestling program. I don't know. But um, I, Gresham's got to win here. I, I don't... I love Bandito. Hashtag free Bandito. But there's a couple of things at play here that make me think there's no way he wins this match. Um, one, there's an awful lot of rumblings that Jonathan Gresham has or will be signing with AEW slash Ring of Honor um, and potentially working both. 
AEW and Ring of Honor. Of course, we don't know what Ring of Honor looks like. We've said that a hundred times. So Gresham being in the fold makes me think he keeps the title. I've also heard that Bandito's work visa will expire fairly soon. And unless he signs with somebody, uh, he's not going to be able to be around for a little bit until they, you know, he gets another one or uh, gets signed somewhere. I don't 100% know how all of that works. Uh, I don't 25% know how all of that works for work visas. Uh, but I've read that that is a, a situation for him. I'm glad that he's around and able to do this match and, and a couple of other matches that I'll be watching this weekend. But uh, I, Gresham's going to win this match. But I think it's going to be an incredible match. And and I hope Bandito signs with AEW um, and or Ring of Honor because I think Bandito deserves that. He's that good. Um, and I think he could add an awful lot uh, to either or both companies. So Gresham is my pick. Um, and I, I feel like I know where you're going to go with this, Tom, but let's see if I'm right. Yeah, Gresham's my pick too. I was trying to, I, I apologize. I wasn't totally present listening to you uh, talk about your thoughts. And I, I don't think I want to repeat you um, other than our picks are identical. And I think that's the right move. And and it, and it is for me, I had seen about uh, the visa thing with Bandito. Again, I believe that can be rectified, but if it's not already done now, you know, the smart move is keeping the belt on Gresham. And and again, Gresham was literally just going to get going with this title. Uh, and then when the sale happened, things kind of got, you know, paused. I He literally can be one of those guys where you, you build around Ring of Honor if you want to have, you know, a, a brand identity and something different in terms of a product here than what's being offered elsewhere. So Gresham is the right pick for me. Uh, what I, the reason why I wasn't incredibly present listening to some of what you were saying was I was trying to identify if they've ever had a one-on-one -on -one match before. Um, just quickly looking uh, on cage match, they, they did, I believe last meet in September of 19 in the finals of the, of the battle of Los Angeles. Uh, but there was, there was a three-way match. So that wasn't a one-on-one -on -one, and, and I won't continue to look beyond that. Um, out of respect for our conversation, but the, the idea of them having a one-on-one -on -one clash is is really exciting. So I feel like when we were promoting uh, or previewing Final Battle, I want to say that we thought it was their would have been their first match. Although right before we recorded, I know for Final Battle and our head-to-head -head picks, um, we found out the Bandito wasn't going to be there, and so then we had to talk about what was going to happen and all of that. So I, I feel like it was their first one-on-one -on -one match. I think they. Like you said, they had the triple threat and maybe some tags or or multi man sorts of things. Uh, yeah, they de they've definitely tangled in tag matches before, so yeah, they're not unfamiliar opponents. Perfect. So that is Ring of Honor. We we both are very excited for the show. Um, are are you gonna try to stay spoiler free, Tom, and watch this after your vacation, or are you gonna just bite the bullet and read the results on Friday night? Yeah, so I probably won't read the results Friday night. I may. There's a good chance I may. Um, I, I definitely kind of see myself, you know, before you asked that question, my, my thought earlier was going to be, I'm going to wake up Saturday as we prepare to finish the travel that our family is going to be doing. And I'm definitely going to seek out the results on Saturday morning if I don't already know them on Friday night. Uh, and then I thought that that probably will be the last time I look for wrestling related stuff uh, online for a week or more. Now, whether whether I'll be successful in that or not is a whole uh, 
different conversation. Uh, <laughs> however, I want to I want to enjoy the time with my family and a break from reality. And you know, wrestling is part of my reality now, so maybe I should just again put that in the put that in the corner for you know a week. Again, the big question on all of these shows is: Will I ever watch anything? Will I ever watch anything that we're going to talk about? Um, and when and when will I know? You're going to know way ahead of me what our standings are in head to head. And like, and again, we don't even know when we're going to reconnect and uh, and debrief on these shows here on Two Spot Monkeys Live. So again, the future is what you make of it, as Doc Brown would tell Marty McFly. That that is true. That is true. It is the the future is what you make of it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and I will know because my intent is to watch all of these shows mostly live or a little bit behind. Um, so I, I did tweet Peacock uh, and said, hey, by SummerSlam last year, you were supposed to have a feature where we could start WrestleMania or, or wrestling live wrestling uh, from the beginning. Uh, any word on when that's coming? I have a Roku because you can do it apparently on Apple devices. I don't have Apple devices. Um, and they did tell me that you can rewind for up to two. You can rewind two hours of the live show. So as long as I start it within two hours of it starting, I can then quickly rewind to the beginning. And I don't love that, but we'll see how it works out. Um, anyways, speaking of Peacock, the uh, the next show to talk about is NXT Stand and Deliver, which is streaming live on Peacock and the WWE Network everywhere except the U.S. Because we all need a crappy app that doesn't work well. Um I picked first on Jonathan Gresham and Bandito, so you will get the first pick on the first match here. Um, and it was just added Tuesday night, uh, the kickoff show match, which is a little weird that they're making this the kickoff show match. The NXT Women's Tag Team title match, easy enough for me to say. Yeah, that was a lot of alliteration there with your keys, Jim. Yeah. Uh, JC Jane and Gigi Dolan of Toxic Attraction defend against the newly reformed Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Yeah, this is this is exciting on paper, uh, for sure. For me, the idea of Dakota and Raquel re- reuniting um, seems cool. Is it a red herring? That was that's what I ask. Uh, and 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 they've done a great job building Toxic Attraction. However, is this the weekend where Toxic Attraction they don't, they don't think they fall apart? But is this where they kind of lose their spots? Um, so though again, that bleeds in here plus the other match that we'll talk about later. I honestly saw Raquel Gonzalez done in NXT. So I am surprised that this is happening. Um, but maybe this is the swan song. Maybe maybe it's the swan song for both her and Dakota putting over uh, Toxic Attraction, you know, one final time or, or, you know, to elevate them even further on the way out. Um, I, don't, I don't know that I like that. I, I would love the idea of Raquel and Dakota becoming champs and having, you know, a... a, a somewhat of a rain i don't think that nxt will go that route so um it's going to be low on confidence points when we pick in our fantasy league but i'm going to go with toxic attraction because i do think that there's greater chance that raquel and dakota or one at least shows up on the post raw or smackdown uh post wrestlemania raw or smackdown yeah this is interesting because Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu made it to the finals of the Dusty Women's Dusty Cup. They lost those, that match, to EO and Kaylee Ray, who then 
cashed in their title match to get into the women's title match, which is not what the prize was. But when that happened last week, I don't know if you watched NXT last week. I did not. Okay. When that happened, Gigi threw a drink into, I think, Kaylee Ray's face, one of them. And then she kind of powdered out of the ring when the brawl happened. So there was some conversation, I know, on on the Sean Ross Ross Sapp uh, podcasts that I had listened to, that maybe there was an injury there and maybe Gigi was hurt because she didn't get physically involved in that brawl. And so maybe that's why they did it. Um, They also thought maybe it was to put a couple of really, really strong workers into that women's title match with two women who are good, but not maybe in ring at the level of EO and Kaylee Ray. Um, but even more so if, if GD was hurt, you know that. Now, that may may have been the issue last week, and maybe they found out throughout the week that, that GG was okay, whatever, you know, the injury was or the concern was, maybe they got cleared. Um, because it was interesting to me that now she's in a match um, at, at the, the uh, I think it's not a pay-per-view, it's a premium live event. Uh, they're even saying that in NXT, just stop. Anyways, um, PLE does not have the same PPV uh sound so this i i'm with you on but on everything you almost sound like you're po'd (laughs) right i am a little bit with wb um i i kind of had those same feelings of is this the swan song for raquel and dakota because they've done everything they can in nxt i don't i mean dakota never held a women's title but i also don't don't see them positioning her in a way that i expect that would happen anytime um at this point so it would make sense for them to go to the main roster either together or separately. I would probably split them and put one on SmackDown, one on Raw, because I don't know that, although if they want to build a women's tag division, because when we get to WrestleMania in the next episode, you know, the tag teams are such a friggin' hodgepodge mess in on the main roster uh, for the women. Not that they're much better in NXT, but they're, they're a complete mess on the main roster. This would be an established team you could bring up as a team. Um, if you wanted to do that, I just put a lot more thought into the women's tag division than I think anybody named Bruce Pritchard or Vince McMahon has in the last two years. Uh, so yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Uh, I'm going to go toxic attraction as well. Um, for that reason, I, I just think that it probably is the swan song for these two. Uh, the weird part of this is that it's on the kickoff show. And traditionally we tend to pick baby faces because they tend to win on the kickoff show. So again, won't be shocked if I'm wrong. I'm never shocked if I'm wrong, because let's be honest, the fact that I'm doing this well in the head-to-head competition is pretty surprising to everybody who's paid attention over the last few years. Because um, I'm wrong. Uh, not wrong more than I'm right. I'm always over 500, but I'm wrong more than you're wrong, usually. So, um, But uh, I think Toxic Traction wins this match. The next match is probably the one that will get my highest confidence points. Um, LA Knight takes on Gunther in a uh, grudge match, I I guess. I mean, they've had a little spat over the last few weeks. Uh, LA Knight feels like he's destined for the main main roster because they just haven't done anything with him for a while. And his charisma, character, everything, I think actually might work better on the main roster than than it does in NXT. Um, You know, NXT is really focused on the next stars, no pun intended there. Uh, and then sprinkling in some veterans to help guide them along their way. Um, 
I, I don't know that Knight is good enough in the ring to be the veteran who's going to help guide the new guys along their way. So I don't know that he fits the role in NXT. I, I do think he's going to get brought up and then not used much on the main roster. He's going to be chasing the 24 seven title within a couple months. Um, but that's just because it'll be, it's going to be interesting. We've said this before to see how guys who come up now from NXT 2.0, which LA Knight kind of straddles between gold, black and gold and 2.0, you know, he wasn't in black and gold all that long. Um, but how do they do when they come up to the main roster? Because do they do any better than they've done before with NXT stars? Cause their track record is awful with NXT people on the main roster. So if Knight goes up, you know, I don't know what that'll look like, but for this match, instead of talking all about LA Knight, Gunther is Gunther should have been in the title match. I said that a month ago. Um, I still believe it's true. It's true, but oh, well, we're here. Gunther beats Knight. I mean, I don't know what planet you'd have to live on for LA Knight to win this match. Yeah, Gunther is my pick too, and and I do think you know I think you were just a little bit ahead of the curve. I think the plan eventually is Braun Braun Breaker spoiler uh, versus Gunther for the NXT title without without question. Um, so yeah, this is this is helping Gunther on that path. I think if you're not going to move Gunther to the main roster, which I think he should go to the main roster too, and I'm not convinced that he moved to the America just to be you know in NXT. So I kind of feel like he's going too at some point. But if you're not going to move him, when you move Breaker up, which feels inevitable in the next, you know, eight to twelve months, maybe less, uh, Gunther would be a great person to take that title from him, move Breaker onto the main roster, and then Gunther be your champ. It would make a lot of sense, unless Gunther's already gone by then. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, not much more to say on that for both of us. I think Gunther wins. Tom, you get the next pick on. Another person who appears to be headed to the main roster and, and his time um, in NXT is is waning. Did you? I know you've seen some of NXT. Did you see Tommaso's promo? I did. I did. Okay. So yeah. you have seen that with the chair and the dates and all of that stuff. Yes. But Ciampa versus Tony D'Angelo, you get the first pick on uh, Ciampa and the new Don in NXT. Yeah, yeah it. it's got to be Tony D'Angelo here. It seems weird because I, I he hasn't clicked for me yet. Uh, but it, but again, Champa moving on and and sunsetting his NXT career uh, here, you know, you don't always get to put over the guys that you want. Like I think of Vader and Razor Ramon. Like when when Razor Ramon was on his way out, he had a match with Vader, and I was like, this is kind of weird. I kind of feel the same way about this. Um, but Man, I don't remember the Vader Razor match. I kind of want to see that now. But but yeah, so that's that's how I see this. And again, D'Angelo is going to be someone that they continue to to promote and build in NXT 2.0. Again, good for Champa. I hope he doesn't get lost in the shuffle. I think he has a better shot of not getting lost than LA Knight does. Uh, but the confidence is waning. <laughs> so uh, yeah, D'Angelo gets the win here to uh, further extend. I mean, it's super interesting because you think of the the Pete Dunn, the former Pete Dunn. D'Angelo feud like that could have done exactly what this is gonna do I think but now you're doing it twice because D'Angelo didn't win the Pete Dunne feud go figure uh, yeah no I agree that the, the Dunne feud could have done the same thing and it seems like D'Angelo might have somebody coming to back him up there was some tweets they showed um, and I didn't read all of them I was kind of half paying attention to it but it was him and another I, I think a member of another family 
um, as they keep calling them. You know, they're not the mafia, they're the families. Um, who was going to be doing some business this weekend in Dallas and might swing by or something like that. Um, so I feel like there could be some backup coming for, for D'Angelo, which wouldn't be a terrible idea. Um, his character, it's a mob character. So you should have a mob, right? You should have some people with you. Um, so that would work. Yeah. D'Angelo is my pick to win the match. Um, usually when people are leaving, they go out, you know, on their back. Um, and Ciampa is a very old school guy. I think he's going to want to do that. Um, so I, if D'Angelo staying and Ciampa's going, it makes zero sense that you would put Ciampa over here. And, you know, it, they, they want D'Angelo to be something. It's clear they, they want him to be something. I, I'm with you. I, I've liked him, but he hasn't clicked with me as like, oh, yeah, that's going to be one of their guys. Um, he needs Tony Mamaluke and Little Guido. I'm just kidding. Oh, man. If those were the two that showed up, oh, my goodness. Uh, I think Big Sal has passed away, if I remember right. So I don't think we can get him there. But uh, that'd be cool backup, though. If they, they, you know, I, Again, I know that's un, unfortunately not available uh, to happen because Big Sal has, I believe, passed away. Is that right? Is that I believe right? that's correct, okay. yes. If not, apologies to Big Sal Graziano if you're still alive. Um, <laughs> we didn't mean to kill you off on two spot monkeys. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think D'Angelo wins this and I, I, I'm with you. I am very intrigued to see what Ciampa does next. Ciampa had always said he didn't want to do the main roster travel schedule. And while it's probably not quite what it once was, they are running an awful lot of house shows and, and doing their TVs and all of that. So I haven't heard anything that his contracts up. So I don't think it's that, um, I don't think it's a Gargano kind of situation, um, I don't know. Gargano's going to be in Dallas. Be interesting to see him show up and kick Tony D'Angelo or something um, to try to help his buddy out in his last match in NXT, even as a one-off. Like, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. I don't think it probably happens, but it'd be fun to see. So D'Angelo is my pick here. Now we start to get into at least two or three matches where I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm going to pick. The NXT tag titles are next. Imperium Defends against MSK and the Creed Brothers. Creed Brothers won the Dusty Cup, so they got the title shot. And MSK uh, kind of wormed their way into this a little bit. Um, I don't know. Um, this one's interesting for me. Part of me would have said the Creed Brothers, and and I may yet say that. I haven't. This is one where I, I when I make the pick, it's going to be a surprise to you and I. Um, I just wrote my pick down for what it's worth. So okay, yeah, and. And I have a pick with a question mark written next to it for me, but I may change it from that. Um, the Creed brothers won the Dusty Cup. It would seem to make sense. You win the Dusty Cup. You get the title shot. You win the titles. Not that that's always happened. Um, but they've got this seemingly debuting tag team coming in uh, from apparently a New York area code because um, they texted them. It's the, the guys who jumped them a couple of weeks ago. Then last week. Um, they defaced Diamond Mines locker room. They were two guys in black masks. Kind of looked like Retribution, to be perfectly honest. Um, although, I mean, Retribution was just originally dressed in, you know, black and black ski masks. Um, but it had that vibe for a quick second for me. And I was like, oh, dear God, is it T-Bar and Mace? Maybe they're coming. Um, so it seems like there's a mystery team coming after the Creed Brothers do you need the Creed brothers to have the tag titles? If that's the case moving forward, if they're going to move into this feud with the, this mystery team, 
then that would so if we eliminate the creeds which i'm not 100 sure i want to do uh you have imperium and msk i felt for a little while like it's time to get the belts off imperium msk i like but i just don't know that i feel like they are there again they were before but are they there again and to be perfectly honest there's been some accusations on twitter over the last few days from um nash carter's wife uh who happens to work for impact or i think she might have left impact but kimberly um is his wife and there's been some some abuse allegations frankly on twitter um i'm not going to say they're true or not obviously i'm not a part of i don't know either of those two people uh personally but if there's any concern around those does that affect booking do you do you walk back if you were going to put the titles on msk let's say that was the plan do you stop and go let's see how this all plays out before we put our belts on somebody that then we got to quick get them off if if it turns into a bigger situation um i don't know it's it, that that's made it interesting um in in how i want to pick this um i wrote down msk with a question mark um I guess I'm going to go with them just because I don't know why, but I'm going to, um, I literally, when I just told you that I wrote down MSK with a question mark was thinking I was going to change to Imperium, but I'm going to stay with MSK and probably be wrong. My pick is the Creed brothers. Uh, I think that this, it makes sense for them to win here. I saw them. um, I knew it was going to be them versus Imperium. Adding MSK to me helps create glue to this match to keep some cohesion. uh, And really, I think, allow the creed brothers to shine i don't know that they would have shined just with them versus imperium alone even they though they throw around a little easier so yeah 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 i think that would have been fine you know i'll be honest i think imperium having lasted in nxc 2.0 2.0 as long as they have is somewhat of a surprise uh when i think of kind of what i see when i when i think of nxc 2.0 i think of the tony d'angelo's now the Braun breakers of the world um gunther yes but also not but yes, because now I'm surprised that Butch didn't, you know, Pete Dunne didn't become Butch here first, you know, because that would have fit the 2.0 mindset that I have. Um, I, I, I wasn't aware of the stuff with the Creed brothers and the, the team from New York coming in the attacks. And when I, I knew they got attacked in the parking lot, I kind of thought that it was connected to this. But as I honestly said to you, I didn't watch last week. I'm not yet through this week's show. NXT has not been destination viewing for me. That could be my undoing when it comes to picks. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but I do think it's the right time to put the belts on them here, not because you have to say, hey, if you win the Dusty Cup, it's a, it's almost a guarantee you know, for the, the NXT titles uh, as a team. They, they fit the mold of like the, 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 the system bearing fruit, right? You sign them, they train. They're not, they're not the Adam Coles. They're not the, you know, the guys that we knew when NXT was in the takeover era where they would come through the pipeline, it would be, you know, these amazing, you know, five five matches on a takeover uh, or on a what now we'll call it premium live event that just blow you away. The, there could be some blow away here on Saturday, but again, the the, the view, the, the, the narrative, the landscape for NXT 2.0 has shifted away from it being like the, the 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 breeding ground for great matches. It's now the breeding ground for guys that I think Vince McMahon hopefully sees on WrestleMania 41, 42, 40, you know, whatever. So that's why I'm going with the Creed brothers. If if there is a team coming in to chase them, 
again, what a good way to have them. They don't, I don't think they need the titles to stay relevant. So having them flip the belts to whomever this other team is and then having Chase makes a lot of sense if that's a direction they were to go. I'm curious to see if the, the mystery team uh, shows up on Saturday as well um, and reveals themselves. That That would seem to make some sense. But if they reveal themselves, will we know who they are? Harlem yeah. Heat 2.0. Harlem Heat 2.0. Let's look out. Well, you know, when they said um, the, the text this week came from a 718 area code, and I saw on Twitter, somebody said, that's New York. And and it was almost like, then they put dot, dot, dot. Like, I should know what that meant. And I was like, is LAX coming in? Like, is, like, proud and powerful? Or are they leaving AEW and coming to NXT? Like, the, 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 the major brothers? Yeah. Let's not do that. I mean, I'm literally just throwing it out there, right? Like, I right. Know. I mean, yeah. I so it'll be interesting to see. You know, they may unmask, and I might go, "Who the hell is that?" Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel unsure on that match. Tom, you get the first pick on the uh, women's title match: Mandy Rose versus Cora Jade. Defends versus Cora Jade, Io Shirai, and Kaylee Ray. We kind of talked a little bit about how this got set up earlier uh, with the tag title match, uh, four-way match. What say ya? Yeah, so Cora Jade's my pick here. I think the long-term story is her winning the title here uh, and dethroning Mandy Rose. If she pins someone else, it's going to give Rose a chance to, you know, claim that she was never defeated, and then that allows them to continue. I also see an outcome of this match uh, being a long-term feud, maybe a a, a title eliminator, if you will, between Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai based on how they've been interacting, um, you know, personality-wise. Uh, this should be good. I'm glad they added Kaylee Ray and Shirai. I do think, like what you said earlier, it, it creates more binding elements to the match and allows them to be, you know, m- more entertaining, m- more athletic uh, than it just maybe perhaps if it was Mandy versus Cora, which might be more storyline-driven. Um, but yeah, Cora Jade, uh, it's her time. Yeah, I... I have Jade written with a question mark, but but I that question mark wasn't as dark as the MSK one, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I think it's Jade's time. Um, I, I agree with you. I think Shirai and Kaylee Ray kind of take each other out at some point, and we move towards a feud with those two, which would be nice. It would also be good, you know, to continue to see women's feuds and stories that don't revolve around the titles. Um, I think that's that's good for the women's division for those things to be happening and it not just be what we used to have in WWE for a long time where it was, well, you have the champion and her challenger of the month and then everybody else just kind of doesn't really do a whole lot until they need another number one contender match next month. Um, and then we roll a couple of people out. Um, so if you can have Shirai and Kaylee Ray, which I think would be really fun to watch um, a, a feud there. Um, and then Jade and, and Mandy can continue there their story or, or however, you know, that would go. Uh, I think they see a lot in Cora Jade. I, I think that's pretty obvious. Uh, I see a lot in Cora Jade. I, I like, um, is she ready to like go to the main roster and be the champ on? No, she's not, but she's like 20 if I remember right. Um, and that's why you have an NXT is to get people like Cora Jade ready. In, in my opinion, she is the most, and maybe maybe it's maybe it's a one and one a she and Carmelo Hayes are the most like in my opinion and again I'm not hip at all so I'll be very clear when I say that up front before I make this statement 
my kids maybe they definitely let me know I'm not hip. Um, but I feel like Cora Jaden and Carmelo Hayes are two talents that would definitely appeal to a younger audience without a doubt. And 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 try to seek if you're looking to seek that demo specifically and you want faces of your brand, Cora Jade and Carmelo Hayes, like to me, would appeal to the 14 or 13 to 21 or whatever, whatever the whatever the younger demographic is. Um, I think that those two would be great people to, to focus on. Yeah, no, I agree with you totally. And I think both of them have very, very bright futures on the main roster at, at some point. Um, I would assume Hayes gets there before Jade, just from his um, experience level and and potentially age. I, I, he's not 20, I don't think, by any means. He's not 30 either, I don't believe. Um, but uh, yeah, I would agree with you on that. So I think Jade wins here. Um, I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, I think it also would be interesting in this case to see Mandy be the one who loses the title and the and JC and, and Gigi keeping their titles. And what does that do storyline wise for toxic traction? Um, not that I want to see them break up or anything like that. I, I think they're a good act, um, but I think that could be interesting for a little bit too. Um, maybe Mandy tries to convince one of them to give, you know, her the tag title or they use the free bird rule or, you know, something like that. So yeah, I think that could be interesting to see out play out too and not have the tag team lose and then Mandy just berate them because that feels like what they'd do if they did that. All right. Uh that means I get the first pick on a match that I think has the best chance of stealing the show on this particular show. Um and I'm not really sure it's close to be perfectly honest. Um although I think tag match will be really good. I think the women's match, I mean most everything on this will be good. Um the North American title ladder match, Carmelo Hayes defends against Santos Escobar, Solo Sokoa, Grayson Waller, and Cameron Grimes, who uh, qualified on Tuesday um, in the mellification matches, as Carmelo called them, um, which I think is kind of, I like that bit of his uh, character where he turns everything into, it's all about him, you know, and that is, that is his character. Um, for me, this match... Yeah, it is my first pick here. Uh, for me, this match comes down to two people. Uh, Solis Goa. No, I'm kidding. Um, I like Santos Escobar a lot. I feel like he could go to the main roster anytime now and and be successful, potentially, hopefully. Um, I actually wish they would make Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wild more than just kind of the jobbers that always take the fall. Because uh, I think the three of them could be a really interesting unit on the main roster. And I think if you move them all right now, the way they book Raul and Joaquin, you know, they're just going to be the lackeys. They're going to be the, the, you know, Jamie Noble and Joey Mercury, uh, running rough, running, running interference for Santos, but Santos would be the one who's featured. Um, so let's go, I, I, you know, he could go to the main roster any day and, and work at the bloodline because a, he's a brother of the Usos. Um, and, and he looks exactly like his brothers. So, I mean, he could move quickly. Grayson Waller, they obviously have a lot of um, hope for. I think they, they definitely like Grayson Waller a lot. But I don't see him here. I think it's Carmelo Hayes or Cameron Grimes, to be perfectly honest, in this match. Honestly, when this match got announced, I was like, there's no way Hayes is losing the title yet. He's, he's you know, fairly early in his title run. And I wouldn't be shocked to see him win. However, 
They've done a really good job over the last few weeks of telling the story of Cameron Grimes promising his father that he would win the big one and that he would become something. They've really turned Cameron Grimes' character from, you know, the kind of silly hillbilly hick um, to still having some of those qualities, but yet digging deeper into who Cameron Grimes is as a person. I think they've done, it's probably one of the best stories they've told in NXT 2.0 in a little while, uh, maybe ever since they made the switch to 2.0 and really digging into the character and fleshing out who Cameron Grimes is. Uh, I also could see Grimes going to the main roster at some point as they've kind of fleshed that character out a little bit, but they've done such a good time, a, a good job, a good time, a good job telling this story that I have a hard time picking against Grimes. I feel like Grimes needs to win this, this match to finish this story. I don't know how long he holds the title. I could see him dropping it back to Carmelo Hayes within the next month or two, especially if he is going to go to the main roster. Um, but kudos to them. If they're not going that way, they've told the story well enough that they've now made me make that pick. That, uh, was there something behind you or out on the road, Tom? And uh, yeah, there's a very loud car. Okay. Okay. I was like, what just happened? <laughs> like I couldn't tell if it was from you or my house. I'm like, was this this apocalypse upon us? Um, we didn't even get through WrestleMania. Um, I'm gonna go Grimes, and and from a fantasy wrestling league standpoint, I hope I'm wrong because I have Carmelo Hayes on my team, and I don't want to lose those title points. But uh, I'm gonna go Grimes because they they've told a story that makes me think that he's winning. So I, for me, it was down to Carmelo and Grayson because I didn't know the Grimes story. That is a great story. Um, I hope that they don't do that only because I think that giving, not letting him succeed here puts more heat on whoever wins this, um, especially if they can prevent him from winning it. Uh, but they do tell good stories too. So like they do like to have, you know, those warm and fuzzy moments, which I think is more than just what this is. Um, I'm going with Carmelo. Um, the two for me would have been Carmelo or Grayson Waller, but I don't think you go from heel to heel. Um, in this type of match. Um, so Carmelo to retain. Uh, I do like your thought. If it is Grimes, you know, winning in the, winning the title in a ladder match gives Carmelo a chance to go, yo, bro, you never beat me. You never beat me. And then and then having a rematch makes a lot of sense. Uh, nothing against Ola Sokoa. I think the future is bright, especially because of his lineage. Um, I would much rather prefer that Roderick Strong be in this match. I think it'd be a whole lot more entertaining. Nothing, again, nothing against Sokoa. Um, I just love Roddy, and I feel like there, there's there's more they could do with him, without a doubt. So, Oh, without question. Oh, look at that. I did that wrong. I'm keeping our picks, and uh, I've been writing these under WrestleMania Saturday instead of NXT. So that's cool. We'll just change how I've got that set up. All right. And then uh, Annette says, I'm getting those Grimes points. Yeah, she picked up Cameron Grimes, which is a good pickup. I thought about trying to, I don't know if I could have blocked her, but I thought about looking at it, but um, I, I went a different way in my ads this week. Um, yeah, I we'll see. I, I think you could. I think you could, Annette. Tom, you get the first pick on the NXT title match uh, to wrap up our picks on this episode. Dolph Ziggler, the NXT champion. God, I hate saying that. Defends his title against Braun Breaker. Yeah, this is the Braun Breaker... Uh re uh reestablishment effort i don't know like i thought he i thought him winning the title when he won the title was fine somewhere some somewhere along the line they thought hey 
He actually needs to be someone else. And let's bring someone who we haven't focused on, but has a long story in the WWE universe. And that's where we find ourselves. I will say this. Ziggler has made me want to see, want to see him get, get his butt handed to him. So they've done a good job in that way. Um, I still am not, you know, I think Brown Breaker is fine. I'm not a meathead like guy, and maybe he'll be more than a meathead at some point, but that's all he is to me right now. So, um, you know, he's going to win because that's that's the story here. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm not – you would think, that, you know, when you think of the history of the NXT title and the matches they've put on, on big events like this one intends to be, this one is not exciting to me at all. Yeah, I'll be honest, and I know they won't. I know they'll close with this. They should close with the North American title match. Especially if they're going to put it on Grimes, honestly. Um, because that ending image of Grimes, you know, and fulfilling the promise to his father and all of that would be a great ending. I know Breaker ending, let's be honest, Breaker's going to end with the title. Breaker's my pick. No, no shock there. And then probably Rick and Scott come out because they're going into the Hall of Fame. Although I heard something, I read something, and I have no idea if it's true because I've only read it one place, and it wasn't like from a reporter that I would say I trust. I, it was a comment, I think, on Facebook. But somebody said, <clears throat> you know, the, the WWE Hall of Fame, to, to turn over the signers here for a second, going into the Hall of Fame, there's only um, five total people going into the Hall of Fame, which is the smallest class they've ever had other than the very first year when it was just Andre. Um, it's just The Undertaker, Charmel, Vader, and the Steiners, and then Shad Gaspard getting the Warrior Award, uh, which is very appropriate. Um, and I, I I, kind of like a lot of people. I know our friend John has suggested, and a number of others I've read have suggested um, that they should just rename the award the Shad Gaspar, Gaspard Award and do away with the Warrior thing because he, you know, there's some, some opinions he shared that maybe aren't worthy of honoring. Um, but regardless of that, I read somewhere that the undertaker is the only one who's going to be there, like appear before the crowd live, mm. which would be very weird. Um, I mean, obviously Shad and, and Vader have both passed on, um, but you could have their family there. You could have JTG. He's in town. I'm sure working. I know he's working the, for the culture event for GCW. So I know he's in town. Um, you could have JTG and, and Shad's son, um, who, Shad saved, you know, that day when unfortunately he lost his life. I think that would be really cool to have them accept that award. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I have no idea if I'll even see the Hall of Fame. There's so much else I'm watching this weekend that I would like to see Vince and Undertaker's speeches, and I probably will at some point, but Monday will probably be the earliest shot I'll have of even remotely having a chance of seeing that uh, <clears throat> because there are just other things I want to see. But the Steiners probably come out, celebrate with Braun Breaker. That makes a lot of sense to me. The Steiners will be in Dallas because they've been announced for WrestleCon um, signing. So I know they'll both be there. Uh, yeah. yeah, Breaker wins. I don't care about this match. Um, I, I'm a little bit higher on Breaker than you are, apparently. Um, but uh, but him beating Dolph Ziggler does not elevate him in any way in my eyes. Um, him beating Gunther would have elevated him a lot more in my eyes. Uh, and I know I keep going back to that. I'm harping on a, you know, barking up a tree that ain't happening or whatever you want to say, but it is what it is. Um, so there it is. Uh, we have 
<clears throat> excuse me, our picks in for Supercard of Honor and uh, NXT. Again, we're going to uh, wrap this episode here in a moment. And then we will, uh, for those, Annette, who are watching on YouTube, uh, we'll be back pretty shortly here uh, with our WrestleMania picks in a separate episode. Uh, for those on the podcast feed, it'll be the next episode that pops up in your podcast feed. Again, this one will be going out later on Thursday morning, probably, or morning to early afternoon. And uh, the uh, the WrestleMania one will hit Friday morning. Uh, Tom, we have one match difference, obviously, coming into this. We have With me with a one-match lead, we have three differences between Ring of Honor and NXT. Uh, I have Woods, you have Yuta on the uh, Ring of Honor show, and then... I have MSK and I feel worse about that pick uh, every moment that I go on. So I'm, I'm feeling more and more like that was a stupid move. Uh, and you have the Creed brothers. Uh, maybe, maybe Imperium can win and we just both take a loss there and I won't lose any ground. Uh, and then uh, I have uh, Grimes and you have Carmelo Hayes. And I wouldn't be shocked again if that one's because those are the two I was between. So uh, interesting to see come uh, Saturday mid afternoon where we're at. Uh, I plan to watch this show live. Uh, I forgot to ask Tom. Uh, good thing. I started a whole new thing and then I didn't do it the second time. Scale of one to 10, how excited are you for Stand and Deliver? I like the card on paper. Uh, but again, I've already said, like, since I'm not watching it live, I don't know, like, what's going to motivate me to go back and watch it. Um, when I return from vacation, too, like, I don't like I'm not in a normal work routine. I'm going to be traveling quite a bit. So watching things uh, like on demand may not be a real thing. Plus baseball season will start. And like my Tigers like are looking real, real good. And so like, I'm, gonna, short stop. I'm just saying I'm, you got a good short. I'm going to want to be, you know, really watching a lot of, you know, early season baseball, not just my Tigers, but a lot of baseball um, just because I'm excited for baseball season. Uh, so, yeah. So just where, where and when will I watch all of this wrestling? Uh, and plus I'm going to have stuff on demand like, dynamite and ran at least at least one dynamite two rampages perhaps i don't even know um anyway that wasn't what you asked me jim you asked me one to ten i will say six i will say six i think i think the two matches um that really stick out for me are uh the women's four-way and the ladder match yeah i'm probably about a six on this one too i, I you know not to just mimic your numbers but um yeah, the ladder match, um, and I, I think the tag match is probably my number two. The women would be up there too. The women's match, I think that'll be good too. So, yeah, I think this will honestly. If I ranked all of these matches in, on Stand and Deliver in the order that um, I'm most excited to see them, uh, the NXT title match would be six or seven, probably. Um, mainly because a, I think there's no question who wins it, um, and and b, because I just don't care. Um, Gunther LA Knight would be down there too. I like Gunther a lot. I, I'm a big fan of Gunther, but again, I just there's it that feels like a match that you put Gunther in like his first takeover ish event. I know they're not takeovers, but um, to get him get him going, um, not not now. I feel like he's too over to be fighting LA Knight. Sorry, LA Knight. I know you're a big listener of the Two Spot Monkeys Live podcast, so um. <laughs> Well, there are picks for Supercard and Stand and Deliver. Anything else for those two shows you want to share, Tom? No, I'm excited for them uh, and to hear and read what happens coming out of those. And then I know we'll come back down the road, uh, date to be determined to discuss them for sure. Absolutely. 
Well, everybody, enjoy Supercard of Honor and Stand and Deliver. And then uh, check out the next episode in your feed when it pops up, uh, when we are going to pr- to pick the matches. Goodness gracious. Pr- pick, for, and pre- pick and preview. Pick and preview. Pick and preview. The most stupendous two-night event WrestleMania ever. Uh, we'll talk more about that in the next episode. I could go off about it, but spoiler alert, come back and talk to us in the, or listen to us in the next episode. And you can hear what I think about that. All right, everybody have a great night, day, whatever it is for you. We will talk to you again soon here on Two Spot Monkeys Live.